Stephanie Coxon. And I'm Kathy Anderson Martin. And we are two women influencing real life. So let's twirl. Do you know what is in your foods? Have you been paying attention? Do you feel ill a lot of times? Do you read the ingredients? Do you wonder if maybe that little pain or inflammation in that in your body that's persisting could be related? Today, we have Zen Honeycutt from Moms Across America, who is one of the people at the forefront of helping people recognize what's in their food and has created a movement to change our food within the U.S. Welcome, Zen. Thank you so much for having me, and I so appreciate your audience. Thank you. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. And first of all, I want you to know that is my mission in life to get Kathy to admit that she should be eating organic whole foods only. Mm -hmm. And I would like to say before we start, I had just said before we started this, you can't call me out. And um, that happened in minute, like, (laughs) it's not even one minute, we're not even at the one minute mark. And I was called out. So yes, We'll keep drinking your purified water and, you know, pick up that Oreo cookie on the side sometimes. Oh my gosh. So I like, it's literally my mission to get her to understand why I eat like the way I eat because she makes fun of me all the time. And if I say gluten-free, she runs for gluten. That's, I mean, that actually is true. That's true. (laughs) So I'm look for extra. I have have friends like that too. I have a family members that would for Thanksgiving would be like, mm, give me, give me the GMO st- sides, you yes. know, like it have to be two sides, the organic and the GMO ones. So yeah, I, I, I get it. I get it. But, um, you know, a lot has changed in our food yes. supply. Things have changed. And, and we need an outside reason. expert to convince Kathy that she needs to come along our side and she, she can, I, we just have to be gentle. I would just like to do a qualifier before we get into this. I have changed probably 75% of my eating habits because I've lost a lot of weight. Yes. I've maintained it. I've changed my lifestyle quite a bit. And I have noticed a complete difference in my blood work. You know, I've, I've said this before, going pre-diabetic to normal, not taking mm. antacids or ibuprofen all the time. So I have done that. So before Stephanie works on the other 25% and we have this hour of focus on that, I just wanted to point that out. But thank you for coming on today, Zen, and um, educating us thus wise. Well, I so appreciate it. And thank you for your progress that you are making. That's awesome. Thank you. I just needed to pat myself on the head since Stephanie (laughs) was whacking me upside the head. (laughs) So you have literally created a movement across the United States. Um, I, and I want people to know that you've got a great little documentary out there. That's a good watch called communities rising. And it really is about the awareness of what's happening within our food supply and labeling and all that kind of stuff. And you started, it's been a while. I mean, it was it 2013 that you kind of went down this road. Was there any lead up to that? Yes. In 2012, I learned about GMOs from Robin O'Brien. Her TED Talk, Patriotism on a Plate, was shared on Facebook. Can I watch one quick thing? GMOs, can you explain what that is? And I say that because some of us have different levels of knowledge about them. Okay. Fair enough. It's great. Yeah. So, so I didn't, I didn't know either. I mean, well, I did back when I was in my twenties, I heard about GMO tomatoes, genetically modified organisms. The tomatoes were being genetically modified with fish to make them not freeze um, when in cold snaps and they weren't labeling them. And I was horrified. I was like, they're changing our food and they're not telling us. They're like genetically modifying it with animals. And 
They're not telling us. And then and people looked at me like I had a third eye when I complained about it. I was angry, you know, but then they went away because they were mushy or something. They weren't very good. So I thought that was the end of GMOs. And then uh, like 20 years later, when I had a baby and I had a health nutritionist for a nanny, she was like, oh, they've changed the corn. You shouldn't be eating any corn. It's all GMO. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And I just I didn't I wasn't ready to hear it. But then when uh, my son was nine, so in 2012, I saw Robin O'Brien's TED Talk, Patriotism on a Plate, and she said that for 20 years, there had been GMOs, genetically modified organisms in the food supply, primarily corn, soy, sugar beets, canola, um, and a couple, a few others, like uh, squash and zucchini and papaya, things like that. Uh, but the the soy, the corn, the squash, the sugar beets, I'm sorry, the corn, the soy, the canola, and the sugar beets were primary, like 85 to 95% of the crops had changed to genetically modified crops. And there's three kinds of GMOs. The first one is called BT toxin GMO. And BT stands for bacillus therogenesis, sorry, bacillus therogenesis. And I can spell it, but I can't say it very well. And it's like, <laughs> It's from the carcass of a dead grain caterpillar. So oh, no. that sounds yummy, right? That doesn't sound appealing. I wonder at all. how the vegans feel about that. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I haven't talked to one about that, but they genetically engineer this bacteria to constantly reproduce more toxins. It becomes like a little toxin factory. Now, BT toxin is used in organic food, but it dies out within about four hours. Like they'll spray it on. Uh, tomatoes or something and the big horn rootworms i've seen one will come along and within a couple hours it'll be black and dead and withered and gross but within four hours anybody could go eat anything on that from that tomato plant and it would be fine right like a human being it, it, it whether it just dries up and withers out and and the bugs aren't exposing more like i saw butterflies flying around um and things like that so organic it's fine but in genetically modified food what they do is they genetically modify um, so that the, every cell of the plant, so the seed is modified so that every cell of the plant is then a BT toxin factory. So the corn, the, the corn root worms can come along and eat the root or the stalk or the, the corn and its stomach will explode from wow. the reproduction of this toxin that puts holes in its stomach and puts the toxin into its body. And so just imagine if human beings or kids are, were eating are have been eating this BT toxin corn, what it's doing to our guts? Hello, leaky gut, holes in the small intestines, yeah. right? Allergies going through the roof at four hundred percent increase in allergies since GMOs have been introduced in the food supply, which is what Robin and Byron talked about, and which is what I was facing with my children up to twenty different food allergies each. Each, and my husband and I never had food allergies when we were kids. I I did read some of your backstory with that, and that just kind of came on with your kids. I mean, had they experienced other issues that led you to look for the allergies and, um, you know, to find this? So one was born with, um, you know, or pretty much soon after he was born, we discovered he had a milk allergy. So I couldn't eat milk while I was breastfeeding him for a year. It was like torturous. No pizza, you know, no dairy, no cheese. Um, and then uh, when he was about three, we tested him with those like horrible pinprick allergy test, which is like torture. They're screaming their head off and they're being pricked yeah. with like 50 different, it's barbaric, right? Um, I couldn't do the second one. My I only went to the first one. I had to have my husband do the second one. I couldn't handle it. And he had like 20 something different food allergies and his wow. allergy to nuts was a 19, which is life-threatening. 
And so we had to avoid, you know, um, social situations or, you know, when we went, I was like pins on needle, you know, pins and needles on the floor, like walking around, watching my son, like a hawk and being nervous and stressed out at these social situations. So, uh, yeah, so that's so to get back to I'll I'll talk more about allergies in a minute, but the BT toxin is the first was one of the first types of GMOs created and it basically has the pesticide built right in. Okay? That's one type of GMO. But the primary GMO and the first one type invented was um HT or herbicide tolerant GMOs. So they are 80% of herbicide tolerant GMOs are engineered to withstand Roundup. So, or I should say 80% of GMOs that are out there are engineered to withstand Roundup. That's genetically modified to be able to resist the spraying of Roundup glyphosate-based herbicides. That's another name for it, glyphosate-based herbicides. And the crop will not die. The corn or the soy or the sugar beet or the canola will not die, but the, all the weeds around it will, right? So, so the problem is, is that those residues get on the crop and glyphosate does not wash, dry, or cook off. It absorbs into the plant. It, it, go, it uptakes into the plant, it uptakes into the almonds and into the, to the grapes and into the corn and the soy and all of that, right? It goes into the plant, it cannot wash, dry, or cook off. I was really mad when I found that out. And that's really and, disruptive to your microbiome, correct? Yes. Glyphosate is an antibiotic, an antimicrobial, actually. It kills off all types of, it, it kills any living thing it touches. Yeah. Any living thing it touches. That's why it's not sprayed directly on grass. It's only sprayed on plants that you want to kill, right? It's sprayed around the edges of sidewalks. I I will um, just admit this. I was a Roundup user. So I walked all around my yard and weeds. And you're exactly right. That's exactly what I sprayed. You Mm -hmm. spray in between the sidewalk cracks and around. And the next day, everything is dead that you sprayed. I mean, yep. all the weeds, the weeds. When I was when I was 12 years old, my dad told me to pull weeds out of the pond. And I said, no, just spray Roundup in there. It'll yes. kill the weeds. Yes. And he's, no, I'm not going to do it. It's going to kill the frogs. I'm like, no, it's safe. You don't like, you know, don't be a fuddy-duddy. Like, you know, <laughs> and um, yeah, we were taught that by Monsanto for the past 40 years. But the problem is we're not Roundup ready. So right. consuming the, the, the corn and the soy and the canola that has been sprayed directly with Roundup while during the growing season as a weed killer, um, we will consume it. Now, the other problem with glyphosate is uh, that it's not just used on GMO crops, it's used on grains such as wheat and peas and beans and oats and chickpeas, you know, for hummus and um, barley and hops, uh, many different grains, oats, did I, I don't know if I said that, that's the highest level, one of the highest levels, as a drying agent just before harvest. So an airplane or a tractor will drive over the crop and spray it to dry it all out so that they can harvest it uh, all at once. And again, those levels will be very high because they've, you know, just recently sprayed and it doesn't wash, wash, dry or cook off. So then we are eating these very high levels of, of glyphosate. And as you said, number one, it's an antimicrobial, destroys your beneficial gut bacteria and has been proven to, um, promote or the proliferation of the pathogenic gut bacteria. Pathogenic gut bacteria is like, for instance, uh, E. coli and salmonella has been shown to improve. So if you don't want a UTI, which is horrible to get, um, and in my case, when I got one from eating GMO chicken and bacteria and stuff like that, 
I took a UTI of fluoroquinine, got torn tendons in both my shoulders. For a year and a half, I was in chronic pain. Wow. Look up, look up fluoroquinine antibiotics. They cause torn tendons in your shoulders. Wow. So messing up your gut, right? It can lead to things like UTIs, uh, lack of sleep because melatonin is in your gut. It can lead to addictions because serotonin is in your gut. And um, if you know, you're killing off that serotonin, killing off that melatonin, your body can't work properly. If you don't have enough serotonin, your body doesn't feel satiated. You don't feel content. So you it's like not enough sugar, not enough porn, not enough gambling, not enough alcohol. You want more and more and more, right? Yeah. And so it disrupts your whole hormonal system. And the other thing, of course, is that your gut is the stronghold of your immune system. Yeah. So you're weakening. What do you, why do you think we had such bad COVID reactions here? We eat some of the most highest levels of glyphosate in the world. So that's the um, other way that glyphosate, so the main way glyphosate is harming us is through being an antimicrobial, antibacterial. Second way is it's a carcinogenic, carcinogenic um, chemical. We all know what that means. And one out of two men are expected to get cancer these days. One out of three women. It's yeah. really, really bad. Number three, it causes liver and kidney disease at very low levels, like parts per billion, like four parts per billion per kilogram, very, very low levels in rats that has been proven to do that. Um, number four, it is an endocrine disruptor, messes with all those hormones. We just talked about reproductive issues, birth defects, miscarriages. It's been shown that when mothers are exposed to glyphosate and they have baby girls, when the baby girls are born, they're the distance, the anogenital distance is longer. That means the distance between the anus and the genitals. And that is a sign of masculinity. It androgenizes baby girls and it kills off the sperm in, in boys. It's in four different ways, the form, the function, the mobility, the count, you know, the number and all that and stuff. And we're already looking at a 30% infertility rate, I believe was a light, the latest number that I heard. And the other thing that I think is important, statistically speaking, is that 90% of the, the breast cancer found in men is, mm -hmm. is due to hormones, right? Estrogen. Mm -hmm. And I believe it's about 60, 60 to 87% in females. And so this, there's a big link happening here with a couple of the cancers that I don't know that people necessarily recognize. Yes. There, it's, it is catastrophic for human health. Essentially, Dr. Don Huber, who's a 60-year plant pathologist, says that glyphosate makes DDT look like mouthwash. And wow. DDT, DDT was banned, right? Right, right. So, uh, yeah, there's many ways. And, and glyphosate is also a chelator, meaning it grabs onto and makes unavailable the vital nutrients of any living thing it touches. That's essentially how it kills things. It gives it, it like gives the plant AIDS is what Dr. Don Huber says, and it, it allows the normally harmless bacteria in the soil to kill it. So wow. think about what it's doing to our bodies, right? Weakening us. And that's why that's, this is part of the reason why I believe we are all like vitamin D new, 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 you know, deficient, vitamin B deficient, all these different vitamins were deficient because glyphosate is chelating those minerals out of the food. And, and we'll talk about the fast food testing, the school lunch testing, you know, you, you can see the food is, is abysmally low in, in so nutrients. I just, before we go on, I just want to create a sliding scale here of where is Kathy on the organics. <laughs> so I, on a scale I, of one to 10, before, Kathy, on a, before Zen started to talk, where were you? One to 10 being like, I will eat my I, 
No, I feel last week we talked about the economy crashing and burning, and I would like to go back to that. <laughs> That's okay. what I would like okay. to go back to discussing. That would be more cheerful of a subject for you. <laughs> yes, this is not fun at all. But no. <laughs> so we, before we started, were we like a one, a two? With organics? Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't like to qualify, okay, let's say, let's say quantify these things. Where are we now? I feel that we need to let Zen talk because she's here to provide <laughs> this information. This is not about me. I can tell you, the, um, let's go back to the economy, but please continue. Because my <laughs> eye is not holding you, out. Yes. We're going to let you ruminate on that number. You can think about that. Uh, you know, I don't need a number. I just, I just need, I just love that you're listening. I so appreciate it very much. This is, I, this is, uh, by the way, um, therapeutic for me because I have family members that still will not, you know, don't believe the whole thing, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's, I appreciate that you're listening. And, and me we, too. we mentioned that because Stephanie and I are different. I mean, we agree on most things we do and we're very, and she is my healthcare provider. Yeah. And, uh, but yes, she is, because those are some changes I've made in the past few years of going to more integrative naturopathic health versus the pharmaceutical industry, which is a whole nother issue for me. But uh, I I am listening and I know we have people listening who are at various ends of the spectrum. Yes. The Stephanie and yes. Zen spectrum and me in the middle. And yeah. the people, the people that are at the end, other end, have already tuned out. <laughs> yes, right. Yeah. So, well, I appreciate you being on. So the third type of GMO. So we, you covered glyphosate, right? It's a yep. it's a weed killer, but it's also a drying agent. It's on the food at very high levels. We'll talk about that. It causes all kinds of problems. Oh, and by the way, it's sprayed to the tune of two hundred and eighty million pounds per year on American crops. Wow. And so it's the most widely used herbicide, not only in America, but around the world. Uh, and um, it is the leading cause of 40 different Western diseases, specifically yeah. autoimmune and cancer and Parkinson's, you know, reproductive, Parkinson's, yeah, all, cancer, all kinds of cancer. And maybe mm -hmm. I'm jumping ahead, but you mentioned like DDT, which we all know was banned. Um, yes. So is there, has there been any movement to ban this product or? Oh, oh yeah. We've been working on it for 12 years and there have been bills to at least stop spraying it as a drying agent on the food supply. Um, but they haven't gotten much traction because, you know, Monsanto slash Bayer, it, Monsanto was bought by Bayer. Um, they donate so much money to our politicians. So you really need to investigate before you vote for somebody if they are getting donations from big ag, big pharma, big tech or big oil, because if they are, they're not your candidate. They're working for those corporations, no matter what they say. They could be the most eloquent, cheerful, pleasant, attractive, charismatic person. But if they're getting funding from those big corporations, they're working for them, not you. I find it hard to believe that funding could sway a politician. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> have another show now that about one that. I'm just kidding. That one I'm just kidding, being sarcastic. But now I'm back. I'm back. Another show about that. All right. Yeah. What's our third type? What's our third Okay. Type? So the third type of GMO is a GMO that doesn't have anything to do with pesticides or herbicides. Thank God. However, um, it is genetically engineered to have a desired trait. So just to keep the tune of, you know, BT, HT, I call them DT, desired trait. Um, they're also known as CRISPR, gene edited. Um, gene drive, and they're actually not being counted as GMOs by a lot of countries, um, and I believe including the U.S., except we don't allow them in organic. We don't allow glyphosate in organic or BT toxins in organic or this type of, G you know, GMOs in organic. They're not allowed. And so this type of GMO is desired and genetically engineered for, with a desired trait such as uh, salmon, 
that will grow four times fatter, four times faster and be sterile. So that salmon's being allowed in Canada. It has been allowed in the U.S., but um, very few people are picking it up. It was actually given to the homeless people uh, during COVID, the first batch that was put out by Aqua Bounty because they couldn't get any restaurants to take it. Um, and it and then other types of uh, DT GMOs are, for instance, uh, apples that don't brown, uh, potatoes that the where the browning is mat the rotting is masked, so they're still rotting. You just can't see the brown part rotting, right? So you could smell them rotting. And uh-huh. and so these are desired trait. Now, the problem with these desired trait GMOs is that it's been shown to cause one genetic modification in this way has been shown to cause thousands of off-target mutations. So other things in that body of the fish or in the uh, the potato or in the apple change that are unintended. And I don't know about you, but I've got inappropriate social media images to worry about and homework and sports for my kids and doctors and pets and all that kind of stuff. I don't need to worry about uh, unintended consequences, right? uh, Unintended genetic mutations happening in the food that I'm feeding to my kids. I'm just not interested in feeding them that. I want whole, clean, healthy, nutrient-dense food to feed my kids that I don't have to worry about might cause some type of genetic mutation. So those are the three types of GMOs that are allowed in our food supply without adequate labeling. Some companies are now labeling them bioengineered. That's what I was just going to ask because I've seen the notice and I've just recently been, um, I guess, people sharing friends of ours that say, um, look for this. And I've noticed that this is used bioengineered. So that's what I was going to say. That's the same thing, I'm assuming. Okay. Yes. So they, they have, they switched from genetically modified to bioengineered because everybody like Moms Across America and Organic Consumers Association Beyond Pesticides and all these different GMO for USA. We made such a stick about the word GMO and genetically modified organisms or GMs or GE. Uh, this, so they switched to bioengineered and bio, by the way, in Europe means organic. So they're like co-opting the word bio, right? Right. And trying to make it like it's a good thing. So yeah, there's 75% of packaged and processed foods in America now contain GMOs uh, without labeling. And you will you can just assume they're GMOs in any product that is not organic, that contains corn, soy, canola oil, uh, sugar, because it's predominantly from sugar beets, almost 100%, I think, of the sugar in the U.S. is sugar beets, which is GMO. And, um, and then, of course, there's the, the yellow squash, some types of zucchini, uh, papaya, the apples, the, the Arctic apples, the green apples. Um, I believe most of the potatoes at McDonald's are called Simplot potatoes. Those are GMO. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of other restaurants could be GMO uh, potatoes. And um, and there, there's a few others. I believe there's now a, a crisper mushroom that's out now. And uh, canola oil that's CRISPR uh, gene edited, and uh, and there's more coming out every day. And unfortunately, they're they're not labeled as GMO. So the way that I avoid these is to purchase organic as much as possible or organically grown. I, it doesn't have to have USDA organic on it for me. Right. I can look the farmer in the eye and say, Hey, look, do you use these pesticides or chemicals or GMOs? And they say no. Okay. So that's, that's what I prefer. So- I want to dive into this um, school lunch stuff and everything, but let's take a quick break and come back to some of the things happening across across the U.S. for our kids. 
America Out Loud Talk Radio plays on iHeartRadio Network. You can also listen on our media player from any web browser anywhere in the world. We have the best in-class apps available on Apple, Android, and Alexa, where we stream 24-7. And now you can also hear them on the podcast on those same apps. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-term effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. Fortunately, Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the wellness company designed their spike support formula with the miracle enzyme natokinase, scientifically studied to dissolve spike protein so you can feel your very best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Cofix RX nasal solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix RX. For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flus, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID, and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced? These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system to keep our bodies free from harmful bacteria, viruses, and toxins become less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. You wouldn't go a day without brushing your teeth or washing your hands. What about washing your nose? I mean, your nose does filter the air you breathe, air loaded with bacteria, viruses, and irritants. Make nasal hygiene part of your routine with Clear. No messy bottles to fill, no drowning sensation. Clear is a natural drug-free saline with the added benefit of xylitol, which blocks bacterial and viral adhesion. Available in stores and online at clear.com. That is X-L-E-A-R.com. The buildup of spike proteins is dangerous to your health. Global Healing's Foreign Protein Cleanse detoxes your body, removing the spike proteins, allowing your body to repair from within. Formulated by Dr. Edward Group and by Dr. Brian Artis, Foreign Protein Cleanse targets and detoxes spike proteins in the body. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. With the rise of independent media, we are now AmericaOutloud.news. For the genius of the United States is not found in its executives or legislatures, nor its ambassadors, authors, colleges, or churches, nor even in its newspapers or inventors. The genius of the United States is we the people. AmericaOutloud.news. Liberty and justice for all. 
let's talk about some of the testing that you are currently involved with. Okay, great. Testing of the food itself. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Just to give a little, a little background. um, When my son all of a sudden had an onset of autism symptoms when he was eight years old, my second son, my first son almost died from uh, a pecan in the stuffing on Thanksgiving because he had such severe food allergies. The one that had the 19, right? The, The severe food allergies. But we went GMO free and his allergies got dramatically better within four months. And then when my second son got a sudden onset of autism symptoms, kicking and screaming and swearing and grades dropping from A's to D's and F's, um, I got, he was the first one tested for glyphosate. I initiated the first glyphosate testing in America. It wasn't being done before then. You, you, I went to six different labs and asked them if you could test for glyphosate in my kids because I was suspecting what I had learned about glyphosate because it destroys the beneficial gut bacteria, right? It impacts the gut in that way, that my kids' allergies were connected to the glyphosate in the food supply. The GMOs, you know, 80% of them engineered to withstand glyphosate. So I'm like, it's got to be the glyphosate, you know, maybe the GMOs too, because they, you know, they're a foreign protein, but I knew I would more easily be able to test for glyphosate because it's a chemical. GMOs are, you know, this whole new thing that probably most labs can't test for. So I asked a farmer friend of mine to find a lab that could test for glyphosate. And he found one. The man actually used to work at Monsanto and had broken away from them. So he knew their technology methods. And he tested um, water, tap water, um, uh, urine, our children's urine, my son's urine, and breast milk. For the first time in America, we had a glyphosate initiative and uh, that many of the, it was like 70% of the water, I think 90% of the tap water came back positive for glyphosate. And um, three out of 10 of the samples came back positive for glyphosate and breast milk and some 3000 times higher than has been shown to cause uh, sex hormone changes and liver and kidney disease in the breast milk. And my son had the levels of a farmer, 8.7 parts per billion in his urine when he had sudden autism symptoms. And when we went 100% organic, we cleared up the glyphosate in his body. We retested him six months, sorry, six weeks later, and his glyphosate levels were no longer detectable. And we also did not, he did, he chose not to have any sugar between uh, the holidays, during the holiday season. And we did give him probiotics and uh, antifungal and uh, sauerkraut every day. And we basically cleaned up his gut. We paid attention to his gut, we sorted his gut microbiome. And within six weeks, his glyphosate levels were no longer detectable and his autism symptoms were gone. But it was 100% organic. It's not 80-20 because here's the thing. If you've got a fire going on, like a campfire, you can't expect to put a teaspoon of fuel on it and expect the fire to go out. You have to stop putting fuel on the fire altogether. So this is why I'm an advocate of 100% organic cold turkey. Don't even have it in the house if you want to put out a fire in your gut, if you want to reduce your inflammation, if you want to get better, if you've got brain fog, mental illness, um, you know, emotional disturbances, trouble sleeping, eczema, psoriasis, gut issues, IBS, Crohn's disease, um, you know, cancer, like any of these, it's got to be a hundred percent organic. I am sending this to every person I know when this, when, you know, I want everyone to hear this episode. I think it's that important, Kathy. That and, I, and you don't have to do it forever. You know, it, like just until your gut heals. Like I had a friend who did it for a year and she well, she went gluten-free for a year and then she was able to eat gluten for once in a while, you know, at a birthday party, she would have a piece okay. of cake or a piece of pizza and her body would be okay with it, right? 
But if your body's in a state of inflammation, you have to give it a chance to heal. And when you give it a chance to heal, you know, over from, for my kid, it was six weeks. And then, you know, my other son, he was organic for a year. We retested him and his life, his, um, allergies had level levels had gone from a 19 down to a 0.2. Wow. Our bodies can heal. And now all my kids can eat the organic wheat, the organic eggs, the organic milk, the organic, um, even, even nuts, the one with the nut allergy, it's not life-threatening for him anymore. He, he doesn't eat them on purpose, but you know, if he eats them by yeah. accident, he just gets a rash and he goes to bed and drinks a lot of water. He doesn't have to go to the hospital, which is not right. what the doctors told me. They told me it would kill him. Now, right. do you do standard like urine tests for this on a regular basis within your family? Just no, to no, it's okay. too, it's cost like three sixty five or something like that. But okay. but th- I initiated this glyphosate testing, and now that one lab did it. It was it was Microbiotech Lab. Now you can get glyphosate testing in uh, most labs across the country. I'm very proud of that, and um, uh, you know the fact that most doctors now accept that it's something that does need to be tested for, and. Uh, you can reduce your glyphosate levels within days of by going organic. And within weeks, like almost all harmful pesticides are like no longer detectable in your body. If you go organic, you know, hundreds of different pesticides, if you get tested for them, like Great Plains has, Great Plains Labs has a GPL tox test. That's like for 166 different pesticides. And you can add on glyphosate maybe for $95, maybe it's $365. I don't know. I don't remember. But um you can you can get tested and do a before and after and see the difference in your body. And the first thing you'll notice is you start sleeping better because your gut microbiome, you know, the 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 uh, pesticides in your gut uh, levels will reduce. Anyway, I'm I'm distracting. From, we were going to talk about school lunch testing, right? <laughs> no, this is great. Yes, let's yes. move on to school lunches. <laughs> okay, all right. I feel this so, is the time. <laughs> yeah. So so last year we tested 43 school lunch samples for glyphosate, for pest, for pesticides, for heavy metals, we found 95.3% of the school lunch items contained glyphosate. And in, to put that in perspective, only about 60% of the grocery store foods have been testing positive for glyphosate. So the school oh. levels are much higher. Is that 70- because of the nature of the school lunches are a lot of processed foods and so forth? Yes. Okay. Yeah. A lot of GMO corn and soy and a lot of uh, glyphosate sprayed wheat. A lot of, you know, like breaded chicken, breaded. Right, that's what I was everything. thinking, right. Yeah, a lot of wheat. And then 74% of the samples contained at least one of 29 different harmful pesticides. That's a lot of pesticides. Four veterinary drugs and hormones were found in nine of the school lunch samples at, at very high levels. And in one of them, we just realized because we found it in fast food and did a little research on it. Uh, one of them is called narcobazine. It is an antiparasitic that they use on chickens. And four of the school lunch four of the school lunch tests samples had this narcobazine in it and it is an aviary contraceptive oh. it prevents birds from laying eggs and this is what our kids are eating this isn't about it was in about a quarter of the samples wow positive and i just want to say at this point that i think my kids have only eating eaten a school lunch like maybe five times between all of them <laughs> Okay. I just, I, I just want to throw that out there I that just, I am that parent and I, I'm very proud to be that parent right now. I cannot say that. I said, how much money do you need in your lunch account? I'm just right. saying it because there are people listening to that. Cause it and, just, and either way, you know what, either way, and you know, you did with the best you could. And once you know better, you do better, hopefully. And if you really can't, um, you know, and you can't afford anything else and that's what your kids are eating every day. I want you to know that there are people out there fighting for your kids right now. 
so that they have access to nutrient-dense, safe, non-toxic food because every single child, I don't care what your income is, deserves access to safe, non-toxic, nutrient-dense food. And if you're doing the best you can, you keep doing the best you can, I would suggest you add in a detox project. I mean, sorry, not project, a detox product. We have some on Moms Across America, but if you can't afford those, things like bentonite clay or... um, uh, charcoal, activated charcoal, right? There are some very inexpensive Epsom salt baths, things like that. There are some things that you can do out there to detox your child um, that are, it's, you know, saunas, sweating, working out, running with them. That's free, right? So yeah. keep that in mind. Um, 100% of the school lunch samples contain heavy metals. Again, another good reason to detox on a daily or weekly basis. And uh, some of these, you know, heavy metals are neurotoxic, carcinogenic, all of that. So in the process of testing these school lunches, we learned that fast food companies actually supply school lunches. The majority of them are supplied by fast food places. So we tested 42 fast food uh, places. We tested the top 20 most popular. And then we um, added in in and out because we have board members in California who thought, you know, it's like healthier. Let's test in and out too. And what we found in the fast food samples was also abysmal. Um, oh, also, wait, by the way, the, the mineral levels in school lunch is so low that you, you could barely call it food, right? Wow. So, in fact, the the school, I mean, the, the laboratory director said that there were more toxins than minerals in the school lunches and in the wow. fast food. And yeah. On the sliding scale, where are Just we? Please continue. See, <laughs> I, I'm either at this point, I'm hungry or depressed. So I don't know which health condition I have more, more so. If I want a chicken nugget or if I just. Oh, my God. I, I think like, if you pull out a chicken nugget, it's, it's that um, Stephanie's going to smack it out of your hand at this point. Oh, absolutely. I would not do that in here, but I'm just. OK, I'm just I just need to, you know, say say what I was thinking. All OK. Right. All right. So so the fast food 100 percent positive for glyphosate. 100 percent. Every single one had at least trace levels of glyphosate. The highest level was in Panera Bread, folks. The wheat. Wow. Yeah, second highest level was in Arby's. The lowest level of glyphosate was in Chipotle, who has for a long time um, been using non-GMO and organic ingredients. So we're we're very happy that Chipotle had the lowest level of glyphosate. The harmful pesticides, though, were found in 76% of the samples. And Chipotle did have quite a few of them because of the vegetables. The vegetables and fruits across the board were the highest contributing factor of harm, harmful pesticides. Did you that happen means- to test Core Life by chance? No, I don't. What do you mean? What is that? Core Life is a fast food restaurant. It's it's my it's oh. my fast food. Of it's choice. not one of the top Fresh. twenty. Okay, it's not I'm not. Top- I'm not yeah. even going. I'm not a fast food eater, contrary to what Stephanie would say. But there's one that I will. I love, and I'm not even going to bring it up because I don't. Even okay, want to, well, wait till you hear more about what what I have to say. You, yeah. may, you all right? Might, if it's the one that I might. like, I'm out. Okay. I'm, I'm going to put, I'm going to act like the five-year-old who's eating the nuggets and go la, 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 la. Right. Okay. All right. So, so the harmful pesticides, by the way, Pizza Hut had a sausage and cheese sandwich. I mean, our sausage and cheese pizza, no harmful pesticides, the vegetable top pizza, 21 parts per billion of harmful pesticides. Wow. Okay. So it's the vegetables and the fruit in the school lunches that are bringing in the harmful pesticides if they're not organic. So you can't just say eat your fruits and vegetables to be healthy. Right. You have to say eat your organic fruits and vegetables. Okay. So the heavy metals, 100% positive in all the fast food samples. 
cadmium and lead uh, were the highest levels. And uh, cadmium, the highest level of cadmium was found in In-N-Out French fries. And the highest wow. amount of lead was in the Sonic cheeseburger, over between 900 and 1,000% higher than what the EPA allows in drinking water. And uh, then we also found very low levels of minerals, including vitamin B. And vitamin B, I know we don't have a short period of time, so vitamin B levels were so low that a person would have to eat, a woman would have to eat 333 Chick-fil-A sandwiches in order to, <laughs> you're out, right? I just, I just put my hands up. I'm done. To get, to get their vitamin <laughs> B levels. And, and in a Chick-fil-A sandwich was also where we found the aviary contraceptive. No, I don't believe it. Sorry. I'm sorry. Yep. It is. That's where we found the aviary I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about, Zen. No. <laughs> yeah. And we would have, you would have to eat nine servings of Chick-fil-A chicken nuggets in order to get your co- proper copper levels, like uh, available, you know, I mean, allowable daily intake, recommended daily intake of copper. And copper is very important in kids with autism. Copper and zinc are off balance. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And uh, Jack in the Box had very high levels of butanodiol. It's in a central nervous system depressant. It's also a growth hormone that they give to, to cows. And it causes combativeness, aggression, uh, ag- agitation, um, seizures, confusion. So what that says to me is that this junk food in America is not only, you know, giving us cancer and reproductive issues. Um, it's also contributing to divorce. You know? abuse yeah. yeah bullying in schools um it's tearing apart american families and you know, i am it, mad i'm i'm really really mad about this because these companies the the ceo of mcdonald's makes 21.8 million dollars a year in 2018 that's 1.8 million dollars a month you don't think that he can afford to have some quality control testing done on the food that's going out and you know chick-fil-a and Sonic and Panera, you don't think they can afford to have some glyphosate testing done? If moms across America can do it, how come they can't do it? Can I ask a quick question? And just as you're sharing all this, I mean, you obviously know this information um, like the back of your hand, and I applaud you for that. Was this your background? And and I'm just curious with this. um, Was this your background or did you go after looking for this because of issues with your children? I mean, were you into the science and nutrition and so forth before all that? Or was it just because of Hey, my kids are sick. My kids are struggling, and I'm going to go check this out. That's that's my. It, it, it was the latter. When I I went to a very good private boarding school, I got a scholarship. When I was a kid, I was one of those like type A personalities. Worked really hard. My dad wanted me to me to be a lawyer. My mom wanted me to be a writer. I wanted to be a scientist. But my math skills, I didn't think were good enough. This funny thing is now I'm using math all the time to figure out percentages and science and legal issues, and I'm writing. And so I'm using my my the love that I've had. In, in my life for research and communicating. Um, but my background is in fashion design and in entrepreneurship. I can, I created a, um, a lavender company for a while. I did that for seven years. I did fashion design for seven years. So when my kids started getting sick, I just applied my creative skills, you know, my art background and my, uh, my love of learning really that my dad gave me by reading to me and, you know, getting rid of TV when I was in fourth grade, we had no TV all through um, elementary school and uh, or late elementary school and high school. Um, and I just dove into it. I mean, there's a saying that says that there, that a worried mom does better research than the FBI. Yeah, I just became that mom and just started researching and I became willing to to be the one to transform the food supply. And I don't mean by the one like me alone. I mean, like, I'm not going to wait for Jeffrey Smith or Robin O'Brien to do it. 
I, I said, you know what? I'm going to be the one. I'm going to do something to transform the food supply. And I know that's why here I am here on earth. I know this is God's mission for me. I know that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And I want to empower everybody out there to say, I'm the one to do whatever it is that you want to do. I'm the one to bring this message to the people. I'm the one to, you know, support my mom and going organic. I'm the one to, you know, support whatever in trying acupuncture or whatever, you know, like whatever that is for you that you feel passionate about, be the one and you will transform not only your life, but other people's lives and health in America and beyond. And without health, we have got nothing. Right. And and that's why I love hearing you share that because um, that's a lot of the message of this show ongoing Yeah, is a lot of people think, and, you know, oh, I can't change that. I can't do that. And, but you can have an impact and you can make a difference and, you know, skill sets are transferable. So, you know, fashion yeah. design to what you're doing now, you might say that's not, that's, you know, but there's certain skill sets and it's using those skills as God has your designed and your talents and abilities. So I appreciate hearing that story because I think it motivates other people who think I'm powerless. I can't do something. You can, um, you you don't have to have a background. background. Yeah. You don't have to have a background in anything in particular. What matters is the future that you're creating, right? If you're committed to a certain future, for me, it's health and freedom for somebody else. It might be joy and adventure. I don't know whatever it is. Take action based on the future that you're committed to regardless of the circumstances. I didn't have any money to start this. I got a donation from a non-GMO farmer in Canada for $2,000 to start the website. Within four months, we had a fa- following on Facebook of 300,000 a week. We had 179 groups join into parades in, all, in 37 states. Within five years, we had 600 leaders create over 1,000 events all across the country. Moms took off with this. People trust moms. Mom buy 85% of the food. Moms care about their kids. They will share. You cannot stop us from talking in a place, a preschool p- parking lot. You cannot stop us from talking on social media. And we will change the world. That's what's going to happen. And that's what is happening right now. When I read um, some of your information prior to this, uh, this show, I read that about 85% of the food is purchased by mothers, which, you know, makes sense. Yes. And women do communicate. I always tease my husband. He goes out and golfs with guys and I'm like, Hey, How's that, you know, how's their new baby? I don't know. You know, did, did how was their trip to Europe? I don't know. You know, they just don't, they, they're at a different level. Women talk about everything. And that's a great way to share your message through moms. And I appreciate, I mean, I appreciate you doing that. Thank you. Well, I appreciate all the moms and they're, you know, they truly are amazing. And, um, you know, without them, this wouldn't be happening. You know, the moms that mailed in their breast milk, that, I mean, that's not an easy thing to do. Oh my God, to get a mom, while she's breastfeeding to even go to the, to the, go to the post office. Right. <laughs> right. Like that was a, that's, a, they are, that's commitment. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And to get these people to mail samples in of, of fast food and school lunches, of 20 locations all across America, you know, it takes the community for sure. And so I'm very, very grateful to our moms, all the moms that joined into 4th of July parades uh, for you, you know, getting this word out. It, we absolutely can make the changes. We we are um, doing it one step at a time. And for people who want to switch to organic and have troubles with that, with the budget right now, the food prices, I understand, are through the roof. However, just keep in mind, the average American spends $10,000 a year on medical expenses. My family, two out of three kids, haven't had to do that for nine years. Not Have not had to go to the doctors even once except for a sports, uh, uh, you know, review. And um, so we are saving past nine years. What is that? $90,000 per kid, right? Yeah, Medical absolutely. expenses. 
And, um, and, and so the things to do first is to switch over. If you want to avoid glyphosate, switch over all your bread products and your oats products, you know, your bean products, the things that you eat the most of, usually it's bread and pasta, things like that to organic. Okay. And you can afford that if you just stop buying soda and maybe even chips and candy, just start switching your budget over, look at your budget, have a budget. First of all, a lot of people don't have a budget, have a budget, write down a grocery. You, If you write out a grocery shopping list, if you plan for the week, say on Saturdays and you sh- you cook on Sundays, like you prepare a bunch of food on Sundays to have for the week, you will cut your grocery bill in half. If you write a list, plan out your meals, you write a list and you only buy what's on your list. The half of the things that people purchase at a grocery store are impulse buying. So mm-hmm. if you stick to your list, you will reduce your budget. And then, um, the next thing to do is to really look out for soy and corn and canola products if you want to avoid the GMOs. Um, but keep in mind that the the labels that say non-GMO project verified do not mean no glyphosate. has nothing to do with glyphosate or pesticides. Non-GMO project verified is only GMOs. So if you want to avoid GMOs and glyphosate, it's got to be non-GMO project verified and organic, or it could just be organic because organic does not allow GMOs. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So organic does not allow GMOs or glyphosate. Organic. Okay. That's what I was just. Yeah. Organic organic is the best. GMOs or the glyphosate. No. What about these people who say all the time, and I hear this all the time, but organic foods have chemicals too. So they do. But like I said, with the BT toxin, they dissipate, they go away. They're approved by the USDA, you know, program to not be, you know, toxic and harmful to humans. And so there are pesticides that are used, right, to kill pests in organic yeah. food. Um, but they have been approved by the USDA to not be, you know, toxic. And, um, you know, things like neem oil and there's certain like marigold flowers and th- there's a diatomaceous earth. Like you can eat that and as a, a detoxifier. Um, there are organic pesticides used, but um, they're, you know, they've been approved and are for the most part not toxic. Uh, herbicides like glyphosate are not allowed on our organic food. Okay. So they they are across the board. Organic food has been shown to be, um, to have much lower levels of harmful pesticides and glyphosate. It could be contaminated a tiny bit, but it's going to have much, like thousands of times lower of, okay. of uh, harmful pesticides and glyphosate. Now they might have some heavy metals in um in organic foods. And that has been very worrisome with testing. We have been finding um, heavy metals in baby food and in uh, organic baby food even, and in other organic foods. And so what I would do if I had a new baby now is I would not feed the baby potatoes, sweet potatoes, carrots, those root vegetables um, for as long as possible. Uh, you know, especially when they're very, very tiny, I would stick to bananas and mangoes and squash and, you know, above ground um, baby food, no, no rice either. The rice can have high levels of arsenic in it. So I know that makes it very tricky, but you know, if you buy those foods and vegetables from a, um, a co-op where, you know, where they get their fertilizer from their grass fed cows, then you're going to have much lower levels of heavy metals and other types of pesticides and things like that. So if you can know your farmer and you can get some of these fruits and vegetables that you feed your baby from, uh, really clean sources, that would be the best thing to do. So I think a message here is that everyone does need to get to know their farmer, right? And encourage the farmers to break out of the system that they're in if they're still stuck in that, 
agricultural abyss of of chemicals. I mean, I I know the farmers that we know, and they're probably some of the unhealthiest people that I run into. And I, you know, I just I think they're so trapped in that in that world. Well, it's like every, everything. I mean, yeah. we just start. It starts and it continues. And, right. Um. You know that. And about your, I mean, as we start to wind down the last few minutes, your mm-hmm. organization, can you just share a little bit about that? You mentioned having uh, parades and are there chapters across the country or how would someone, if they're listening, say, I would like to know more about this. I'd like to get involved um, or, you know, connect with folks in your organization. Yeah. Well, thanks for asking. So momsacrossamerica.org or .com, either one will get you to our website, we would love if you would sign up for the newsletter under connect. And when you sign up for the newsletter, you get um, not only our emails and our calls to action, um, which are not a lot. We don't we don't spam you like every day asking for money like some some people do. I just find that annoying. So we don't do it. Um, We we uh, do invite you on Mondays to a mom's connect call Monday night. It's at 7 p.m. Eastern time. And we have uh, scientists, doctors, experts come on. Sometimes it's just me talking about the news. Um, and we have a neighborhood food network call at 730, um, some nights, not not every Monday, uh, where we talk to gardeners and food experts about growing your own food. And the neighborhood food network is a program of ours that uh, whose mission is to um, to create national food security one street at a time, supporting food neighbors to get to know their neighbors, to grow food, to share food. Um, and to create local food security, and uh, of course, organically. So we we urge you to join our newsletter to donate uh, to us. We really could use your support right now uh, to expand testing and to grow our team. Uh, we just there's just so many testing projects we need to get done, like gluten free food, and hospital food, and military food. There's just a lot we need to do. And uh, also on our data page is there are all the scientific studies you could want. Um, that everything that I just said, there's science behind it. And our blog has all the testing results that we just talked about. There's an action page where we would love for you to sign our petitions right now to these fast food places. And have have you, is this the first time you've tested fast food just out of curiosity? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. I'm just wondering well, what kind of push is going to come out of this. And, you know, I I can't believe the response to that from the companies has been overwhelming or they're not very, I would think, and maybe I'm wrong, that they're about changing, that they're not too quick. Well, we actually change. We haven't submitted the petitions to them yet. So we haven't actually made an ask to them yet directly. I mean, we've put out the articles and in the articles we say, you know, we want them to do, you know, quality control testing and to encourage their suppliers. I mean, think about it. If Panera Bread told their suppliers within two years, we're no longer going to uh, uh, accept glyphosate sprayed grain, that would be a game changer. They're one of the largest fast food companies in the country. Right. They could absolutely support trans- transforming the food system just by their orders alone. They buy so much bread, you know, they they could really make a difference. And that would support the farmers in being able to say, I have a market for organic bread. I have a buyer for organic bread. I can give up these chemicals and still have a buyer. And that will give them, you know, impetus and 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 encouragement because they have a buyer for their their wheat. And how have we lost hope that McDonald's will ever make a change? I mean, just throwing it out there. Well, they weren't the worst on the list, I have to say. 
They they didn't have the highest levels of pesticides. They didn't have the highest levels of glyphosate. They didn't have the highest levels of heavy metals. So they're doing something, you know. um, Pillars. Yeah, I, you know, they're doing something, but, uh, you know, I still, uh, they, they didn't do great. I have a TikTok out about it. You know, they do have um, some, still have pesticides and heavy metals and all that. Um, but they have enough money. They have enough money to make the changes, you yeah, know. I, I see their drive throughs full all the time. Yes. Well, yep. I thank you for sharing this. And um, it's good information, information we have to hear, even if we don't want to hear it. So, so on a scale of one to 10, Kathy, where are we? Stephanie, I am sharing this very profound thought and I feel that that's what we need to concentrate on right okay, now. Share away. So we need to hear this. And, um, it is, and I think what you said, it's something that propelled me to start the, um, weight loss and so forth. You need to invest in your health and it is an investment against disease, um, to live well, not just to live long, but to live long and well. And um, that is the bottom line as as to what. And I applaud you for taking the um, bull by the horn, so to speak, in, in doing this, leading this and getting others involved. Yeah, it, it's it's very impressive. And, you know, to our audience members, from a sick child to changing and transforming our food supply, we don't all have that ability, but we can always, you know, wherever you are, Whatever you can do today, stand up, step forward, and speak out.